It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. Taco Tuesday! <laughs> Are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and I can... Wake up, West Georgia. It is time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five. It's Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. And we've made it to Tuesday. And we are three days away from high school football, Bryce. Today is National Lemon Brewing Pie Day. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy lemon meringue pie. I would have it, uh, if it was there, you know, as a dessert option, maybe if I wanted some dessert, I'm not opposed to lemon meringue pie, but it's not one of the desserts I would pick if I had a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like one of these days that this is going to surprise you. I don't think I've ever had lemon meringue pie. It's, it's not a typical dessert. I really don't think I've maybe only had it. I don't know, maybe two or three times in my entire life. It's it's not one of those normal desserts that you have when you go over to people's houses for, you know, whatever it is, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, whatever the holiday is. Lemon meringue pie isn't one of those typical desserts that you see on the counter. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever had it. So. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, that's fine if it's there. I might have a little slice or something if I want dessert, but it's not something like if I go to a store and I want dessert, it, it's not something I'm going to pick out of Publix. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's also national. My wife is the best. Wait. My wife is the best day. Oh, you've been hacked. <laughs> you know uh, what? I didn't even realize that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did just. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't even. Uh, realized that. Yes, I was. She was on my computer last night doing some work for her school, uh, and I didn't even I didn't even see that until right now. To be completely honest with you, uh, yes, we talked about that last well, night because I saw it yesterday. Yeah, and I I sent National my wife is the best day <laughs> question mark to her in a text message, and she sends me a picture of her in front of <laughs> in front of your computer. <laughs> Uh, oh my that god, like, that's awesome! Uh, I'm like, well, I am Ron Burgundy. I'll say whatever it's on the I, page. I am Ron Burgundy. The best thing is she'll never hear that because I don't think she's ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, she was she was here working. We were uh, we had to go. We found an indoor facility. Actually, you know, our practices got canceled because it was too hot, and that's the uh, type of America we live in now. Um, but uh, we had a, we found an indoor facility um, and we went and practiced up there. So yeah, she was doing she nice. was doing some work. She got me. Nice. I think it was hotter in the indoor than it was outside. <laughs> Probably. It was hot. It was very steamy in there. Uh, last night the Braves started off their series against the New York Yankees. Yankees. Uh, Eleven to three. Big big win last night. It was it was a good game for the Braves. Rosario with four RBIs. Uh, Nicky Lopez, four RBIs. He's pretty good. Imagine that. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So the last two two starts Nicky Lopez has had, he's had what? Nine RBIs? Nine RBIs, I think, yeah. And still has a zero ERA. 
Harris, Riley, and, and Arcia all with an RBI apiece. Max Freed, six innings pitch, two earned runs, and two strikeouts. That's good. Strikeout, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit low that I think for Freed, but I don't care. Yeah. Honestly, don't care. If you give me six innings pitch and only two earned, I'm, I'm happy. Yep. Yeah. And once again, I didn't watch this game. We were out practicing football, um, so I, I really don't know how Freed looked. I like the school. I like the stat line. I like the score line. And like you said, the the two Ks a little odd from a freed outing. Uh, you expect that to be uh, higher, but once again, that's being very nitpicky. Uh, you go six innings and only allow two earned runs. Um, I mean, granted, it is against a last place team, but uh, you know, you you take what you get from from freed, and he's looked he's looked really good since coming off the IL. Once again, uh, the Braves prove just how much of a um, jackass organization the ESPN is. And uh, send Ozzy Albies to the 10-day DL with the hamstring issue. The worst, dude. Every single time. Every single time we play on ESPN, something bad happens to us. It's it's the yeah. it's, it's so aggravating. Ridiculous. I, uh, I don't understand it. We're cursed. Um, going, to the, yeah, going to the 10-day IL. Uh, I know um, Snit said yesterday that he thinks Von Grissom, or do, he doesn't think Von Grissom. He knows Von Grissom is an option to be called up to play a middle infield or anywhere. Uh, going down the stretch, if we do have some injuries, and especially when the rosters expand, um, when, when do the rosters expand? Do you know off the top of your head, Billy? September one. Okay, September one. So he, yeah, I would expect to see Von Grissom up when that happens, uh, especially with um, Ozzy. It's a hamstring, and you don't want to see, especially the, the position that the Braves are in right now is such a advantageous position for them to be in you're able to call lopez up like this and and take a flyer on a guy and he's doing really well you're you're going to be able to have a chance to give ozzy plenty of rest to be able to go into the postseason healthy because you're not in a in a tight pennant race uh it's it's nice to have this kind of a cushion in the nl east right now if you do want to call vaughn to see if he has potential to make it to the uh, playoffs. Uh, if he wants to be on the playoff roster, I'd really love to see them call up Soroka. Man, I'd really like to see them call up Soroka and give him because uh, because if you get called up after the rosters expand, you you're not eligible for the playoff roster, right? Is that is that correct or no? Well, I know there's some funkiness Soroka, with that. Soroka's already been up, so it's not like he's being called up. So again. if Soroka comes up again, even after September one, that's it's fine because okay. that's he's already been up this year. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Is it is it you have to be called up before September one? Is that what it is? I, I, I don't. Know. I don't know anymore because things have changed oh, since the, the roster expended. Yeah. Let's not forget, like it's not twenty five man roster anymore. It's twenty six, and like things have changed a lot yeah. since COVID. since COVID since they changed the rules, the DH and everything. So yeah, I'd like to see. I'd really like to see us uh, cut Chorizos um, and, and designate him for assignment. And just, you know, I, I don't ever want to see him pitch again for the Braves. He, he's pretty terrible. Like, um, yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to see Soroka get a chance, man, just to see if, if Soroka could add anything for this roster, whether it's in the bullpen or the starting rotation for the playoffs, man. It's just one of those, it's one of those options that I don't think the Braves have fully fleshed out this season that I'd really love to see them give Soroka a chance up here. A long, you know, four or five starts in a row. Give him four or five starts in a row. And if we lose all four or five of those starts 30 to nothing, so be it. But we at least gave this kid a chance to come up and prove himself. And it's kind of, I feel like Snickers kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, earlier on this year, he said, you know, we don't want to call Soroka up and then immediately send him down. We don't want him going up and down and up and down all season. And that's exactly what they've done. Like, 
you know, what Snickers said they didn't want to do with Soroka for no real reason. That's what they've done with him. And I kind of feel bad for him. And I, w- I want to see him up here. And I want to see if he can provide and contribute to anything for this playoff roster. Let's go. Th- let him go through. Like we talked about this. We're, we're not in that big, that close of a pennant race. So let's let him go through those doldrums and go through. Well, you know, he's going to have a, a bad outing. I mean, Bryce Elder has been going through that this year. For sure. Dear Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So allow Mike Soroka, who has earned his spot. <laughs> to do that yep. considering what he's been with this organization with so i mean i don't know yeah i mean we're, my... we're, we're 12 up in the nl east and we're four up on the dodgers for the best record in the national league so yeah i i would i would love to see us give soroka a chance to figure and if he does have some location issues figure it out in the majors man you're a major league player come out here and figure it out amen all right, uh, let's get to, we mentioned high school football is three days away from the yes. start of the season. Actually, two days away, believe it or not. There's a lot of high school football coming off on Thursday, and yeah. you and I will talk about that at some point um, again this this coming season. But, none, none of our but, moves, have, uh, none of our games have moved yet, right, that you've heard of? Correct. Okay. Yes, right, yeah, none of ours has moved yet. That's a big issue, dude. That's that's a that's a very very big issue. That's a whole, that's a whole podcast issue right there. Um, why they're yeah for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of games that are being moved to Thursday because of the lack of um, referees, which is not good. It is not good, man. And that's not good at all. Nope. It's if this that's is one of those things that got it. I, I can say this on this podcast. I couldn't say it on on the broadcast. Um, the the officials that were at the Bowden um, Raven County game suck donkey balls. Really bad. Straight up, just straight up. You know how most holding penalties are a uh, spot foul. Yes. So like where the flag is 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 where they they mark the penalty off. Right. right. Yeah. 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 So there was a uh, penalty that was marked off like four or five yards downfield. Uh, that was a holding for Bowden, and they put it back to the original line of scrimmage and marked it back to first and twenty instead of like first and fifteen. <laughs> uh, was, uh, we we had a we had a penalty rule, <laughs> We had a penalty in the Villarica Harrelson County game. Uh, Villarica got an excessive celebration penalty, and I. Uh, Wes and I were looking at each other, and we couldn't, for the life of us, figure out what happened. Uh, it, it had to have been something that was said on the field, uh, because we, I mean, we watched the entire play, we watched the touchdowns and everything, and I, like he celebrated. With, I think it was, I think it was uh, uh, Jaden Terry that scored. He celebrated with his team, but I just, I it had to be something that he said because there was nothing overtly. I don't know, bad about the celebration. It was really weird. Like, but yeah, it's uh it'll be something to keep keep the keep your eye on, man, is, is the is the moving to moving to Thursday night thing this year. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, an organization we actually enjoy um, following on, on social media is Recruit Georgia. It's a uh, a really good follow. They give a good um, explanation of a lot of big names uh, around the state of Georgia and, and we'll actually give you know, props to the little guys too. So, let's talk about uh, their all-state teams, uh, preseason all-state teams, and let's start with. Uh, I'm going to start with Class A Division Two. Bryce, hit me up at Class A Division Two, which is uh, Bowden's um, 
class. They have a quarterback, Devin Powell. They've got preseason all-state quarterback, Devin Powell. And then preseason all-state linebacker, Jordan Beasley. Jordan the Beast, Beasley. The Beast. Both of which, um, we got to see Devin play a little bit um, in the second half. Uh, Not much. Yeah. Uh, They they mostly played... um, Kyler McGrin. So it's, I'm really interested to hear from uh, Maurice and uh, and Patrick on Friday down in Manchester who who they go with. But yeah, that's, I, that, I, he might not even be the starting quarterback for Bowden, and he yeah. is. Yeah, he's he's the he's a, he's a uh, preseason All State for recruit Georgia. That's surprising. Um, Jordan Beasley on there as linebacker. I'm not going to argue with that. That that kid is an absolute monster. <laughs> that kid is. That kid is insane good. And, you know, Bowden don't only have – do what? I'm telling you. I, I sent you the video. Yeah, of, I watched of that. that yeah. The video doesn't do it justice. Like, that – as soon as that happens, the entire state, the entire stadium erupted. Oh, I don't like, doubt it. I don't, it, was, it was insane. I don't doubt that at all. So, Bowden comes into the season with two preseason All-State via Recruit Georgia – uh, I'm going to say oh, over under, Billy, four and a half Bowden Red Devils on the All-State Recruit Georgia team at the end of the season. I'm going to go under. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay. Georgia, recruit, Georgia recruits good at what they do, but they I, I still think that Bowden um, might just come in just a little bit under because they give it to somebody that, in, in our eyes, may be less deserving. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right at four. I'm going to say right at four. So I'm going to agree with you. With the under and yeah, recruit Georgia, in my opinion, does a much much better job than GPB does, uh, especially with their their player awards and everything. GPB essentially just looks at six A and seven A. That's it. And I think recruit uh, recruit I'll Georgia does a good job of of looking at you know the smaller classifications and figuring out who's good and who's not. Speaking of the other classification, Class A Division One, All State DB defensive back LJ Green, Heard County. Yes, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Love, love to see that kid on there, man. Not only is he a phenomenal football player, he's a good guy, and he is a great basketball player. I can't wait to see him on the hard court this year. Uh, he's a good kid, man. He, is. he really is. Yeah, he's awesome. I love to see LJ. I, I expect big things, and I hope big things happen for LJ this year. I, I can't wait to hear. You know how uh, Casey has had the T.J. Harvison. Yeah. You know, all that last yep. year. I can't wait till I hear the L. Jay Green all this year. I, I would suspect you'd be hearing that a lot on a lot of our uh, highlight broadcasts. I think we're going to hear LJ Green's name a lot yep. this year. And in class 7A, speaking of the big classifications, uh, All-State quarterback Julian Lewis, imagine that. All-State running back Bryce Hicks and yes, All-State sir. wide receiver Caleb Odom. I love, I love the pub that Bryce Hicks is getting this year. We kind of shouted it from the rooftops last year about Bryce Hicks not getting as much praise as he deserved and it seems like this year people are slowly starting to catch on about how good of a football i mean joey king said it himself and we'll have a joey king interview dropping today um joey king said it himself that bryce hicks is the best football player on the Carrollton trojans football team like he is just the best pure football player and that's a that's a football team that has a ton of d1 players you know what i mean yeah he's He was really impressed. And let, let's not forget, Joey King was a Division One college football coach, too. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Oh. 
and, and he's, he's coached a couple of good D1 prospects in high school as well. <laughs> yeah. One, one who may be in the number one overall, or was the number one overall pick in, in the NFL. Yep. yep. Any, anybody, anybody left off this list that surprised you a little bit, Billy? Let's see. I had one that popped out for me, and I had to go back and just double check that I didn't miss this young man's name. Uh, but he, he wasn't on it, and, and it kind of surprised me just a little bit. And maybe, it, maybe it's just a homer. I, I was really surprised that Walton didn't make All-State running back for Class 4A. And so I, maybe that's just a homer. And, in me. And, and, yeah, so I'm, I'm a Central alum, and I, I am all for – I can't wait to see what Jonas Walton does. But Jonas Walton – and I mean, we talked to Thumbra. Jonas Walton may not be like the main starter in the backfield for Central. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you talk about Devin Powell not being the, the starter down in Bowden. Yeah. He, Jonas Walton may not be the starter, main starter down in, in, in Central. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure why they did that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would think Jonas would be pretty good. Yeah, I can, uh, Joe, Jonah's out there, and you know one of the linebackers from Central. I mean, Central has like three or four linebackers that could could earn all state uh, yeah. accolades by the end of the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see see them on there, and I think you're going to see one or two Wildcats from Division uh, from Class Five A from Villa Rica. I think you're going to see one or two Wildcats in this All State team come the end of the season. Uh, I have I have a lot of faith in what in what Austin Barron's doing out there. I'm I'm I'm, re- I'm really jacked up after seeing that uh, scrimmage this past Friday. Okay. Yep. So yeah, that's your uh, that's your recruit Georgia pre-state All-State team, preseason All-State All right. team, pre-state. Let's <laughs> to another preseason list, which is the preseason college uh, uh, Associated Press top ten. Let's go top. Let's go ten to one, Bryce. All right. Ready for this? Hit me with it. All right. At number ten, we've got the Washington Huskies. I really don't know what they're bringing back this year. Ten seems pretty high, but I, I don't I really don't know what they're bringing back this year. I guess I'll roll with the AP and just trust them. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're gonna have to. Yeah. Until we see games played at this point, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. At number nine, the Clemson Tigers. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I'm kind of losing faith in Dabo. You keep looking at his recruiting classes the past couple of years. They've they've started to slip. I, I think his golden era uh, at Clemson is, is over. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish the season outside the top fifteen. Number eight, Florida State Seminoles. I am so I am so tired of seeing the hype around this team. I am I am so tired of seeing it. It's everywhere. It's all over everything. It's it, there's so much hype around this FSU team. I mean, when's the last time FSU has been relevant? The 90s? Like, every single year. That's not true. <laughs> let's, not forget, let's not forget that uh, Jameis, you know, ate a W. Oh, full, or, old famous Jameis yeah. and the Crab Legs. When was that? 2000? Oh, man. When was that? I forget I forget when they won that natty. I can't 14? remember. No. Eight, no. Year before, it was the year before... Uh, we won it, so it was 13, what, I believe. Thir- 12, 13, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. F- FSU and Miami are two teams that are just a perennial overhyped favorites in the preseason. I, I don't see I don't see FSU finishing inside the top 25 this year. I don't know why they're inside the top 10. Uh, Penn State uh, at, in at number seven. Okay. All right. Let's see up there, Nittany Lions. 
Uh, James Franklin is is so goofy. He's one of the goofiest head coaches. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see Penn. That's going to set up a big matchup between Ohio State and Penn State later on in the season. And Michigan and Ohio and Penn State and yeah, it, that entire the Penn State schedule. Have you seen it? I have not. No, I don't. Know. I don't know what it looks like. Pull that one up real quick and just look. At, admire the Penn State schedule. Penn State does not have an easy schedule. Really? <laughs> by the longest. Stretch. Yeah. Uh, see. Click this over here and go over here and then click the Penn State schedule. Uh, so they open up a West Virginia. That's not a. That's not a easy game. Nope. Uh, Delaware. That's a win. Uh, they're at Champaign for Illinois. Home versus Iowa. That'll be tough. Uh, at Northwestern, that'll be a dub. Home versus UMass. At the Shoe versus Ohio State. Home versus Indiana. At Maryland. Home versus Michigan. Home versus Rutgers. And at Michigan State. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, West Virginia. At the Champaign. Um, at at the Shoe. That's that's three tough. I mean, I, I know Illinois. Illinois is coming back, guys. I'm sorry. I like I like what Bert's doing. Um, so Illinois is going to be coming back. Um, you know, going to Champaign is going to be tough. Going to Columbus is going to be tough. Having Michigan come into uh, into a whiteout more than likely yeah. um, is going to be it's going to be tough too. Although you know what I mean? It won't be a night game, luckily for Michigan, because uh, that game's in November, and we can't play night games in November in the Big Ten because it's too cold. But it's fine for the NFL to do it up in Buffalo in, in January when there's 135 foot of snow on the ground. So stupid. Do better, Big Ten. Do better. Ridiculous. It is. Cool. Yep. Uh, at number six, the USC Trojans. Yeah, I've been on record. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, so I think six sitting right there. I mean, you got the teams in front of you, the five teams in front of you are from two conferences. So they will take care of each other. And as long as USC takes care of business, I, I think they're going to be in the college football playoffs this year. At number five, the LSU Tigers. Yep, that's my West champion. I think LSU is going to win the West and represent the uh, the SEC West in the SEC championship in Georgia. Number four, the Alabama Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. They still don't have a quarterback. Uh, I still don't know who's going to play quarterback for them. Um, it's probably going to be. I don't know if it's going to be that transfer kid that transferred in uh, or the uh, or one of the other guys that they have on their roster. But I think Bama is going to take a the a major step back this year and anybody who says the Bama dynasty is over is stupid uh Nick Saban is still an amazing coach greatest college football coach of all time um so I think Bama takes a step back this year but it doesn't mean that next year and the next two or three years to come Bama's not going to be right back where they should be up top number three the Ohio State University man I I don't know I I think we're definitely a top 10 team I don't know if we're a top four team where they have us ranked at number three now I just the quarterback situation scares me to be honest with you man uh, the indecisiveness by Ryan Day so far up there, and what we saw at spring, um, you know, the spring game really scares me about the accuracy. We have a ton of talent around. This this is this might be one of the most talented teams uh, in the country outside of the quarterback position, but we just do not have a quarterback right now. So, uh, you know, come the Notre Dame game, all of those fears and worries might be subsided, or they might just ramp up, you know, tenfold. So we'll just have to wait and see, but. Yeah, right now, right now, I'm just, I'm kind of cautious, lukewarm on my Buckeyes. Number two, that team up north. It's the most talented team Jim, Jim Harbaugh's ever had. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the best team Jim Harbaugh's ever had, but it is certainly on paper the most talented team 
Jim Harbaugh has ever had. Uh, I've I've already been on record once again. I think they're going to be the representative for the Big Ten in the college football playoffs, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them match up with the team that's number one in the national championship game this year. And the number one team, are you really surprised? The University of Georgia. Yeah, they should be. As well, they should be. Uh, Back-to-back national champions. They really didn't lose a ton from last year. Uh, that defense is, should be better because they have a ton of returning starters. I mean, last year was almost a rebuilding year for UGA. Uh, Carson Beck at quarterback, and they have a ton. I mean, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, uh, they have a ton of guys that contributed in the past two national championship games. They're going to roll out there, and I, I, it wouldn't shock me if they win a, a, another one this year. It wouldn't shock me if they go three in a row. Uh, so, yeah, UGA at number one, well-deserved. 11.5 is their under-over total for wins regular season yeah hit me with the over hit me with the over yeah uh billy would you like to go to the ohio state at notre dame game yeah actually you cannot get into the door for under 650 dollars that doesn't surprise me at all (laughs) 650 dollars september 23rd 7 30 p.m on nbc nbc nice we have games all over the place this year. CBS, Big Ten, Fox, NBC. <laughs> We're going to have someone. Who is the NBC call- voice for uh, college now? Uh, Steve Brandanowitz. It used to be Tariko. Like, Tariko did a lot of the Notre Dame games before yeah. he took over for the NFL. So, I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, you know what? This we have, a, we have a November 11th game against Michigan State, and that shows a 7.30 kick. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is the Big Ten allowing night kicks in November now? I, dude, I don't know. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see when we get there. Uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Two games in action: Bowden versus Temple. Have you seen a score from this? Bowden won one nothing. One nothing. All right. That's a barn burner right there, buddy. Uh, in in kind of the similar tides, Harrelson County tied trying one one. So. In three or in two games last night, we had three combined runs. Uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of things got canceled last night because of the heat. So I was wondering if Bowden and Temple actually played uh, in the on the Smith floor covering games and events calendar for tonight in softball. Bremen is at home versus Cedartown. Carrollton is at home versus Northgate. Central is on the road at Hurd County. You can hear that exclusively on Hometown Sports Media Network tonight if you want to keep up with the Central Lady Lions softball team and the Heard County Lady Braves softball team. That should be a phenomenal matchup, man. Both ranked number one in the state. Uh, Central number one in 4A, Heard County number one in single A. What division does Heard County play in? Division one, I think. Division one. Division yep. one. Uh, who's on the call tonight for Hometown? Some bum. Um <laughs> It's, it's me. <laughs> you got anybody calling it with you, or is it just you down there? Just me. All right, man. We'll be. I'll be tuning in for as long as I can before uh, before football starts. Uh, Harrelson County at Modell. Mount Zion is at home versus Darlington. Temple is on the road at Coosa, and Villarica is at home versus Banneker. In volleyball tonight, Carrollton is on the road at Hillgrove. They will take on Hillgrove and Kell. And Heard County is also on the road tonight at Pepperell. They will take on Pepperell and Cass. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Mm. Yes, I do, sir. <laughs> As you take a big sip. Mm-hmm. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goo Real Estate Group. 
Yesterday, Dalvin Cooks signs a one-year deal with the New York J-E-T-S Jets. 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 Uh, good for him, dude. I think it's going to be a good match. Uh, he's got a lot of tread left on the tires. I, I'm still really baffled by the whole what happened in Minnesota thing. It just does, it doesn't add up. It's very, very odd. But Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. The Jets already have an, an insane, an insanely talented roster. Uh, I think the Jets... I'm I'm gaining more and more faith in the Jets. I know when when Aaron Rodgers went there initially, I think I I think I said the Jets were going to finish like second or third in that division. Uh, but I don't know. The more I watch Hard Knocks and the more I guess I buy into what's going on there, the more faith I have in these in these Jets. I, I really think they could be good, and just adding Dalvin Cook to it just makes them even more dangerous. Yeah, which episode two should be tonight, um, which I I know is everyone is looking forward to. Uh, Ex-Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott joins the Patriots on a one-year deal. This is less exciting than uh, Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. There's not as much tread on the tires for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he, I mean, the Zeke averaged, I think, 3.8 yards per carry last year. So this is one of the, this is a depth move, honestly, for the Patriots. Their depth at running back was not great. Um, so this is Zeke going there. I mean, they're, before Zeke went there, it was Ramondre Stevenson, Ty Montgomery, and Pierre Strong were their running backs. So uh, adding Zeke in, Ty Montgomery probably going to be the third down back. Zeke's going to be the spell back. Uh, Stevenson's still going to be the main back out there. So uh, they're piecing it together, man. I, I like a lot of the pieces that New England has. I just don't know if um, uh, the quarterback's position out there is just – it's Mac Jones, Billy Zappi, or Trace McSorley. Like, ew, I wouldn't want any of those as my starting quarterback in the NFL. In a weird, weird, weird story that popped out <laughs> yesterday, the blindside subject, Michael Orr, alleges the Tuies, his his parents, or his his adoptive family, quote-unquote, <laughs> quote <unquote. laughs> allegedly made millions, made millions off of a lie. Oh, dude. <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, really weird. What a, just an icky story. Just a really... It, they, the movie that made over $300 million, Michael Orr said he's never seen a penny of it. Uh, and he said back, I think, I don't remember if he was in high school or college, that he signed his name, image, and likeness, essentially. It wasn't name, image, and likeness, but what name, image, and likeness is now. He essentially signed it over to the uh, movie company that made the movie and said that, oh, yeah. yeah, he would, he would receive no compensation at all ever for anything that had to do with this movie and, and Michael Orr said that he's he a never signed it and if if he did if he got tricked into signing it nobody ever explained to him what he was signing so I this is and and the uh his brother that was on I don't remember what his brother's name he was on Barstool podcast yesterday god I hate Barstool so much um but he, he was on there and talking about it it's just it's just very weird man it's just a very dirty feeling situation so i uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what comes out of this but it's i don't know it's very odd and very i don't know it just feels icky to me you know what i mean not as icky as the wonder franco situation, absolutely not absolutely not we're not catching that one with a 10 foot pole no i don't want dateline <laughs> busting into my door that dude is ugh, gross dude just disgusting that uh, he, 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 he will never play baseball again Finally, today in 1993, Nolan Ryan pitched his 324th and final victory. The Rangers win four to one. 
It, it still shocks me every time we read a Nolan Ryan stat on this podcast that he never won a Cy Young. It, that still just blows my mind, man. All the all the Nolan Ryan stats that he set, all the records that he had, never won a Cy Young. It's just mind-bottling. It's it's insane. Yeah. Did you just say bottling? Yeah. You know when all your when all your uh, thoughts get bottled up inside your head, mind-bottling. Got anything else? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Tuesday. I'm not, I'm not touching that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, hope everyone enjoys a great Tuesday afternoon. Um, like I said, I, I will be on the call this afternoon, 6 o'clock, down in Franklin. I'll probably jump on about 5.50. So be sure to download the Hometown Sports Media app and listen in. But for Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors!